you are approaching the financial red zone and retirement. Everyone needs a game plan. A perfect place to start? Coach Pete Deruda. For more information on retirement planning, go to PeteOnDemand.com. This is a wonderful resource as you prepare for your golden years, your retirement. Log on to PeteOnDemand.com. You will find a treasure trove of helpful information when it comes to planning for your retirement. PeteOnDemand.com. Any questions? PeteOnDemand.com. This week's episode of the Financial Safari is brought to you by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, for all your retirement needs. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Well, hello, everyone. It's Coach Pete. This week on the Financial Safari, we're going to touch on inflation. What is it? What's it going to do to us and how can we combat it? I've got Chuck Caton ready to go, along with Thomas Lipscomb. It's Coach Pete. We'll see you in a minute right here, Financial Safari. Hi, this is Coach Pete. And if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Broadcasting from coast to coast, it's the Financial Safari with your host, Coach Pete Deruda. Coach Pete and his guests are some of the nation's top financial professionals. They make it their mission to guide investors through the treacherous jungle of the financial world, showing them how to grow, keep, and leave their money for their loved ones. Coach Pete is a frequent contributor to Fox Business Network, CNBC, The Wall Street Journal, and many other news outlets. They come to Coach Pete for their answers, and now so can you. So stick around and find out how to make it through the jungle of the financial world on The Financial Safari. Welcome into the Financial Safari. It's a beautiful day here on the program. Thomas Lipscomb here with you alongside NHL Hall of Fame broadcaster Chuck Caton. He is the voice of the Carolina Hurricanes and also best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruda. Coach, you were teasing us there a little bit earlier. <laughs> well, it's not fun to tease about inflation, is it? It's not, but it is certainly the hot topic right now, something yeah. everybody's paying attention to. You know, here's Coach Pete talking about inflation again, Chuck. Well, you haven't had to talk about it too much <laughs> it, it, in the last 12 or 13 years, so that's uh, pretty good. But, 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 well, yeah, but yeah. it's been here. It's yeah, been here. It's I mean, creeped up. Yeah. Well, look at well, look at what a house costs now compared to what it used well, to. That's right. What a car costs now compared to mm-hmm. what it used to. When I say used to, just look back a few years. <laughs> True that, Thomas. My first car Food. in uh, 1983. Oh, right at the beginning of 1983, uh, Dad had a professor buddy who was trying to get rid of a, a VW Bug that he bought brand new in 1968, and I didn't have a car yet, and I was getting ready to get my license. I was getting ready to turn 16, so. Dad negotiated a deal, really good deal Dad negotiated with the other professor who just wanted to get rid of that Volkswagen bug, $50. Oh, really? Wow, that, <laughs> oh. that is a deal. Now, it had some dents on it, which was good for me as a brand new driver, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> less to worry about. In other words, my dad couldn't tell if it was a new dent or an old dent. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, where's my little... Uh... <laughs> so, we, now, I bought my daughter a brand new Honda when she just got her license, so we'll be able to see. She's already scraped one of the wheels. <laughs> oh, no, has she? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Daddy caught her. I can't get mad at her because I know, you know, it's funny as we get older, we assume we used to be perfect. No doubt. Yeah. No, no doubt. I guess I'm guessing you paid at least a hundred dollars for that. No, car. I paid a lot more than that, okay. and I actually, well, I could afford to buy my own car at fifty dollars back in the day. I mean, now now you're talking about twenty five thousand for a nice Honda. Yeah, you know, which I like Hondas, by the way. 
I've had some in my past. I had a Honda Civic back way back in the day, and that car would never quit, Thomas. No. You know that phrase, it would never quit? That's right. I don't care what you did to it, Chuck. As long as you made sure there was oil in there, it was going. There you go. I've had a <laughs> Civic Accord and a Pilot. Love them, definitely. Yeah, I was a, we were a Mazda family growing up, and I, I remember uh, I had a Mazda 323 in college, and that was a great car, too. I mean, again, you couldn't kill it. <laughs> Finally had to just sell it to somebody because it had like 300,000 miles on it. Oh, no, really? Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I used to travel around three or four that. states. I'd go talk to a lot of groups, and, and I'd worked with a lot of teachers and I'd okay. visit schools. So I put a lot of miles on that car. 300,000. And the gas mileage which was right around 40 miles a gallon back then. Mm, don't see that much anymore. Now, it was a five-speed truck where you had to manually yeah. shift the gears. And, right. and that that gets better gas mileage usually. Right. And I had better acceleration. Even had a turbo button in that car, believe it or not. You know what the turbo was, Chuck? Yeah, turbo. The engine would uh, shift and go into... A- High gear. Well, in your world, yeah. Thomas, do you know what my turbo was? <laughs> what was that? It I was, don't know. Well, you know, it gets a little hot in North Carolina in the summertime. Right? Oh, you're talking something else. So okay. I would put yeah. the windows down a little bit, and I would hit the turbo button, which yeah. would be turning the air conditioner off. <laughs> oh, no. You gave me a little extra horsepower. Oh, no, no. I did not expect yeah. that from the turbo button. <laughs> no. So my friends had real turbos. I had the cool Pete, Coach Pete turbo. <laughs> Oh, there yeah, you go. That's fun. Well, they call it uh, the 250 or whatever to put two windows down and, and go 50 go miles 50. an hour. That was my air conditioner. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So oh. anyway, it, the times have changed. And then I remember I bought that car and it was like $12,000, Chuck. And that car went forever. Yeah. Well, and uh, something just to think about, uh, the VW Bug has been around forever and ever, but they yeah. are retiring it once again. Well, they do that and then they bring it the back. Right. They try to create excitement. You know, it's, it's good It's marketing. like the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> are they ever going to bring up bring the Gremlin back? Do you remember the Gremlin? Oh, I remember oh. hearing about the Gremlin. Oh, yeah. Do you still get that flower? pot when you buy a vw a brand new one remember they used to have a flower oh, pot in there? i have no idea that's a little a flower bouncing around in their front windshield or something any listeners yeah. out there if you buy drive a vw <laughs> you have found that flower pot when you bought your car give us a call 800-661-7383 let us know now my vw the engine was in back and the oh, engine was yeah, small sure. chuck back in the day oh, dad yeah. would buy these uh, little airplanes you'd put together they were made out of that real uh Light wood, yeah, and it had the little rubber band and a little propeller. You could just twist the uh, propeller around, around, around. It would wind the rubber band up. Then you throw it, and it would fly for a while. Yeah, that time my kid loves them. Yeah. The that was wood sort of planes. like my Volkswagen was. That's right. <laughs> was, we call it an engine. Beater. The engine wasn't that big. Yeah. It wasn't any bigger, Harley. Yeah. And I did have to uh, jump start that car several times. And if you know if anybody who. Grew up in our generation, Chuck. Jump starting, remember jump starting? Jump something? starting, or yeah. Push start, they say. So what yeah. we now the new push start is that little button you push it and it starts. <laughs> our push start, Chuck, was <laughs> manual. You, you basically, if you didn't have any friends, you had to push it yourself, jump yeah. in and try to pop the clutch. Yeah. Uh, I need a I need a sound clip of Fred Flintstone <laughs> trying to run right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's about as good as I can do for you, Thomas. Good enough. So, Chuck, things have changed. Absolutely, they have. And back to inflation, it's yeah. here. It's always been here. It it gets more visible sometimes and less visible others. I guarantee it'll be less visible to you if you have a plan that's combating it all the time and you don't feel it when you go to the store. You actually can reach into your wallet and you have money in there to counteract the price increases. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so what's a good way to start combating inflation? If someone Say someone's five, 10 years away from retirement and they're thinking, what's the best way that I can help prepare myself well, for this? Again, you need an inflation-protected plan. What I like is the great growth protection income type plans where your money grows. And then when it grows, Thomas, it gets put in a place where it can't go back down Mm. every year, every couple years. It locks in those high marks. And therefore, if the market goes down, you don't go down with the market. Oh, okay. And then when the market starts to recover, you start going up from the point you you left off at, which was higher than where everybody else is now since the market went down. Now, I like the sound of that a lot. So that's why we call it GPI, growth, then protect that growth, and then 
to combat that inflation, you need that money always with that potential horsepower, but then you need to be able to activate the income and the income check needs to be guaranteed to come for your life. Chuck, when you have a guaranteed lifetime income stream or two or three or four, it really combats inflation. Absolutely, it does. That's those buckets you're talking about, those uh, revenue streams, the, yeah. the, the green uh, mailbox. What's well, the green flag on the mailbox, yeah, and we call we it the financial fill-up right. strategy. And so, Thomas, everyone needs to find out about this. I think as we head into retirement, we've been amassing those funds. We've been doing our due diligence to try to save. This is exactly what we need to do uh, to make sure that we can get all the way to the end of retirement as well successfully. Well, they're all important words right there. They all mean something. And so does our growth protection income plan. That's, again, that that's incorporated in the preserve protect and defend plan. No doubt. So it really makes sense. And then when you call, we also get a copy of uh, my book, that financial safari we talked about. I'm going to give you the fine print fiasco, a book I wrote too. Uh, what they don't want you to know when you buy, borrow and invest. Chuck, when do people make the most mistakes in their life? Uh, when they're young and inexperienced. <laughs> Well, or but, if they don't know what they're doing financially. I think or if they're scared, you can yeah, make a lot yeah. of mistakes. Well, yeah. I'd like to say when they buy, when they borrow, <laughs> and when they invest. That's, that's when true. they make the mistakes. Yeah, yeah it's true. Well, those <laughs> are scary moments. You can moments. be old or young and make those mistakes, Chuck. Yeah. It's true. And I think those are scary moments for a lot of people. I guess they can be exciting as well, but uh, especially if you're not quite sure what you're doing. And I think a lot of people out there um, Is anybody really sure, 100% know. sure what they're doing it, in life? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think if we're honest to ourselves, let's admit it, right? Yeah. So, so it's an intense moment. It can be. I mean, we really never know. We, we basically try to take the right as a society we try to take what we think is right and go forward with it mm-hmm. at least most people i know yeah. yeah i guess there are some people out there who know it's wrong and keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> but usually we want to make sure that uh that we're doing the right thing we, we do we do and sadly our emotions get in the way of the, a lot yeah. i know you've talked in the past about emotional investing and right. uh staying with it you know uh, for example a particular family stock or company stock that you worked with just because uh you were with the company despite its performance etc cetera, etc cetera. well emotional investing gets a lot of people in trouble and, and i saw somebody years ago and and uh, she came in her, her father had passed away and, and left his accounts to her okay yeah. and luckily for her, it's never a good time for someone to die, Chuck, but there, there, there still was a step up in cost basis then. And there still is now, but who knows when it's going to go away. Oh, what does yeah, that sure. mean? Yeah. What it, mean? it means her father had bought Exxon stock a long time ago, before it was even, it was like a different oil company, and then it turned into Exxon with a combined. And Exxon oh, Mobile. sure, yeah, yeah. But he had yeah. bought it a long time ago, and he had never sold any, and she inherited that stock. And she did not want to let that money go because... Not because it made sense in her plan, because it was overweighting her now in, in the oil and gas sector, which is which is great mm-hmm. when, when the cost of gas goes up. It's bad when it goes down. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but but she would not, and I don't know what happened there. I've never, I haven't talked to her in a long time, but mm-hmm. she would not let go of that money because it had, it had an emotion, she had an emotional attachment with her father when she looked at that stock, which mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, of course. I can yeah. see that as well. Yeah. And by the way, I think you might have been looking for ESO. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, what it and was. before that, it was a Standard Oil Company standard in New Jersey. Oil. Remember, standard, remember the Standard Oil yeah. signs? Yeah. yeah well, Chuck, you probably remember the Standard absolutely. Oil. Absolutely. And then they merged with Mobile. You so. know my favorite gas company slogan? Yeah. I don't know why, but it is. <laughs> What's that? Chuck, you want to? Well, you guys would never guess. It was gas and go with Texaco. Yeah. Ah, I've not yeah. heard that one. And I don't think Texaco exists anymore, do they? No, the Red Star, <laughs> Texas Oil Company. I don't yeah. know who bought Texaco. I, mean, I should, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Sitco. I'll have to look that Sitco? up. Sitco. Yeah, that's Venezuela Oil Company. I know. <laughs> you know, I'm a big Red Sox, Boston yeah. Red Sox fan, and I remember when growing up, sucking my thumb when yeah. I was like five years old or something, sitting in my grandpa's lap. Yeah. At Fenway Park, looking at that gigantic Sitco sign that, field, that lights yeah. up yeah. and mm-hmm. then lights down and then lights up again. It's yeah, how about cool that sign. lights down? Remember we had the energy <laughs> shortage of the 70s and they shut the Sitco sign off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> who the humanity, Chuck? <laughs> so here you go. You're going to find out. Chevron. Chevron. Chevron, yeah. that's who it was.
Chevron was uh, Texaco. Oh, Texaco. Chev- oh, Texaco turned yeah. into Chevron. Yep. It is funny when you go back through the family tree of companies, isn't it? It is. It is <laughs> Sometimes it's not funny. How about the Sinclair Dinosaur? <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's a Sinclair. Yeah, now, that's city service. Yeah. Well, Sinclair is Utah. Yeah. And Utah, they actually they mine a lot of oil there, and they refine it right there. So if you live in Utah and you see the dinosaur sign, that's some fresh oil. That's coming right out of the ground there. Oh, right? very cool. cool. I didn't they know don't that. have to. They don't have to put it in trucks and bring it all over the U.S. or send it somewhere else. No. It's right billions there. and billions of years billions. ago. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Come on, let's just make sure we get the right plan, folks. I mean, it's it's not that hard to do if if you just roll your sleeves up and say, hey, we want to get this done, and we want to get it done with a fiduciary planning team. We also have the guidebook, the seven reasons why successful investors choose fiduciaries. You'll You'll get that. You'll get that total retirement plan. And more importantly, you'll get that peace of mind knowing that you have a team that's going to be here all the way through your retirement and your money is going to be there all the way through your retirement as well. Thomas, let's give the number out before we go to break. Folks, that number, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383. You can also text us. Don't forget that. Just text the keyword PLAN to 600-700. That's PLAN to 600-700. Truly get started on a total retirement income plan. By the way, Coach, love that resource, The 7 Reasons Successful Investors Choose Fiduciaries. Great guide there, folks. Again, 800-661-7383 or text that keyword PLAN to 600-700. Basically, is your plan working for you or against you? You need to find that out. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Walter, I hear you need knee surgery. Who's your doctor anyway? Doing it myself. Found a great YouTube tutorial. And then there's this. Carl, who's your attorney for your court date? You're looking at them. All those years of watching L.A. Law going to finally pay off. Scary, right? So is going it alone with your retirement planning. You need an expert with you. Call Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or text PLAN to 600-700, the word PLAN to 600-700. All right, welcome back to the Financial Safari. I'm Chuck Caton. We have award-winning author and America's Wealth Coach, Coach Pete. And we have Thomas Lipscomb in studio, our consumer advocate extraordinaire. And uh, you were picking up on uh, wanting to talk about some of the do's and don'ts, I think, a little bit, Coach. Yeah, uh, and this incorporates, Chuck, we have something called tax navigation strategy. Mm. And, and uh, you know, one of the things that nobody likes, I don't like, Thomas, do you like? Taxes. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I don't like paying too much in taxes, and I don't like overpaying in taxes if I had, knowing that, or not knowing, that if I had done different things, I would have paid less in taxes. Absolutely. So that's why we do the tax navigation strategy, giving you tips and techniques to make sure you're taking full advantage of the tax code that's in your favor. Mm-hmm. It's a gigantic set of pages, the tax code. I remember Glenn Beck, when he used to have a TV show, on one of his episodes, Thomas, I, Chuck, you probably saw this, he had like 10 or more printers going full blast. <laughs> right. And each printer oh, was, yeah. was printing a certain section of the tax code. Right, yeah. And they had to keep replacing, I think they ran out of paper, they had to go down to Office Depot and get more. <laughs> but at the, and, the, and the episode was an hour long, and I think wow. from the beginning of the episode to the end, I don't think they finished printing the tax code out. Unreal. And this oh my was, gosh. Wow. This was six or seven years ago. It still sticks out of my mind. It's yeah. probably longer than that. You that know, is the, incredible. When you have a memorable event, it sticks in your mind, and it, and it seems like, remember this phrase, it seems like just yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> but it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Yeah, at least, because yeah, yeah. he hasn't been on Fox in a long time. Chuck, let's talk about it. So, but, but the tax codes got bigger is what oh, I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's more paper in the paperless society. Yeah, <laughs> right. You ever, you ever refinanced a mortgage? Uh, <laughs> a long time ago. House? Yeah. Oh, Lord. We were supposed to be paperless by now. It's more <laughs> yeah, paper. Right. You have to sign a sheet saying that you verify the electronic one you just signed is, is you. Right. You <laughs> start getting hand cramps. <laughs> I initial so much. Yeah, yeah. So, Chuck, yeah. what's the most memorable event you've had in your life? 
lifetime that you think of now, and it seems like just yesterday, but it's a long time ago. The most memorable event to me. Yeah, repeat uh, it as you think. Oh, I would have to say most memorable event was watching Rod Brindamore lift the Stanley Cup in 06 ah, with the Hurricanes. Okay. How about that one? All right. I think that's a good one, Chuck. Other than the birth of my three sons and my marriage, but, you know, I'll take the hockey one first. <laughs> there you go. I'm in trouble now. Yeah, I hope your wife's not listening to you. Yeah, I know. Thomas, what about you? Ah, uh, that's tough. Uh, high school. Uh, I saw the Twin Towers fall very sadly on television. That was very, oh, very memorable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's a big one. I. That's yeah. one of mine too. And it just seemed. It does seem like yesterday. I was in a business meeting and I spilled coffee on my tie, Chuck. This was early yeah. in the morning, so I went home to change ties, Thomas. Oh yeah. Rather than go tieless, <laughs> and I, like I always do, I come home. What is the first thing you do when you come home? You turn the TV on. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have mine. I have still, I think it automatically goes to channel 58 on my cable, which is Fox News. And walking to the kitchen, getting some more coffee, Chuck, like I didn't already learn my lesson. <laughs> <Spilling in a tie. laughs> Out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a plane hit a building. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And then I didn't have the volume on. The TV was just on. And then I went, I went over, turned the volume up, and it was on very low. And I s- sat on the couch. And Thomas, I didn't leave from that place I sat for at least 14 hours. Mm. Yeah, I don't think was, I even used the bathroom. It was a day. It was a very tough Be, day. And everyone remembers. So I remember that too. So that's a very memorable event. I also remember Chuck, and I'm not going to be happy about this one. I'm still not happy about it. 1986. Oh, October. I know. October uh, 1986. Billy B. <laughs> a guy named Bill Buckner. Yeah. The late <laughs> Bill Buckner, by the way. We, uh, a great guy, though. Yeah, he was. Actually, the Red Sox, this is when the Red Sox lost to the Mets, folks, yeah. and it wasn't a happy moment in uh, my household because they still hadn't, they hadn't won since they got rid of Babe Ruth at that time. That's right. So luckily they found a guy named Big Poppy and everything changed in the 2000s. But that was, I did, Thomas, do you, you have any sporting events? Uh, sporting events, oh, that's good. Uh, you, you, I went to see the Atlanta Braves actually had box seat tickets uh, to see yeah. them. That was huge for me. It wasn't a specific event, but it was just yeah. memorable in my childhood. Yeah. You know, yeah. I went to the Braves years ago when we we were in Boy Scouts, so I was probably like 12 years old. Dad, Dad was our scoutmaster, loaded up the big bus, Meth- Methodist church bus. We were Methodist uh, scout pack. That's quite a haul, too. Went from Laurenburg, North yeah. Carolina, down to Atlanta, Georgia, and it was bat day that day. Oh, oh yeah. nice. This okay. was back in the day, yeah. by oh, the yeah. way, because they don't do this anymore, but these were real baseball bats, and my bat was Roland Office, his name was. Oh, yeah, Roland, Roland, yeah, Roland yeah, Office. Yeah, I know Roland Office. And yeah. so... But everybody in the stands had a gigantic. It was like a 32-inch baseball bat. Yeah, everybody had baseball bats. Yeah, yeah we did. Well, that. Yeah. you know, well, they learned right. their lesson after a while. Not not the Braves, I don't think, or they could have been, but Major League Baseball in general. Because what's the worst thing to do when you're serving beer and and you have two teams that are that hate each other on the field? Is give baseball bats to the fans <laughs> who hate each other. I love it. That's hilarious. And then they went to the mini bats, like these little bits. Uh, I've got that's a couple what mini I bats. experienced. I had those, yeah. yes. I don't yes. even know if they do that because you can still know. do some damage with a mini bat. You could. You absolutely could. <laughs> they can kill people in prison with a toothbrush. They can do something with a mini bat. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, Tiger Stadium, we had that too. And the, you know what the PA announcer used to say because the kids used to pound the bats on the cement floor of the upper deck and it could maybe collapse Tiger Stadium. So the, the guys came on and said, please, youngsters, do not hit the bats against the cement. Oh, it's a seismic event yeah. recognized in Detroit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a true story. I mean, it's the same thing. They had those full-size bats, and then they went to the mini ones. One of the other things I remember is the 1980 Olympic hockey team, because yeah. I remember Dad having mm-hmm. it on, and, and we didn't have the best TV at the time, but we were all huddled around the TV set, and we couldn't believe. Do you believe in miracles, Chuck? Yes. In fact, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a pet peeve about that, because oh, yeah? I was flying to Atlanta with the Hartford Whalers. We were going to play the Atlanta uh, Flames at that time before right. they moved to Calgary. And the pilot came on. Remember, this game was on in the afternoon. So, and it was going to be shown on ABC at eight o'clock at night. 
And I wanted to wait and get to my hotel room and watch the game, and I didn't want to know the result. But the son of a gun <laughs> reported it to the plane. They went crazy, obviously, when they heard the United States oh, beat no. the uh, Russians. Sure. And I was the only one that was probably upset by knowing the result because I wanted to watch the game. <laughs> I still watched it anyway when I got to the hotel. So the yeah, Atlanta Flames, w- w- was that the ori- it was Atlanta, the original team? Yeah, the Atlanta Flames started in 72. So where did the Flames come from? Uh, because Atlanta, uh, Sherman's March to the Sea, uh, you know, uh, burning during the Civil War, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Okay, you got Atlanta Atlanta burned. I, didn't, I didn't know that yeah. history, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Then. The burning of Atlanta, yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, you mentioned wanting to. You taped the game. We probably had a cassette tape in there or a VHS or something like that back in the day, right? You yeah, if you wanted it, but they they tape delayed the broadcast. Ah, so the ABC never showed that's it. That's right, because it was yeah. it was a, different, it was a Friday night. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the best invention for me, as far as saving time, was the DVR. Mm-hmm. Digital video recorder. Oh yeah. No now, why do you think I say that? Well, because you don't want to uh, sit around. Because you probably stay up. I know a little <laughs> secrets about Coach Pete. Here he stays up until about six in the morning watching <laughs> shows that he DVRs. Right? Yeah, so, that so true? I can watch a lot more shows in a lot less time because I fast forward through commercials. Yeah, that's right. But that's not the main reason. Oh, Chuck. okay. I don't know now, anything. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. I'm a Patriot. Everyone knows I'm a New England Patriot. Boston Bruins. I'm all Boston. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm Carolina because I went to Carolina. So. I tape those games when they're when I'm lucky enough to have those on TV, whatever sport it is. Okay. And I want to know the result. Oh, okay. So if they lose, I automatically erase it, and therefore they didn't lose. So all my teams are undefeated, and I'm in such better mood not watching. If they if they lost, why would I want why would I want to be tortured for three or four hours? Absolutely. Well, that's smart. Let me go watch them lose. I like that. That's a nice way to live. So why is Coach Pete smiling? What? Because his teams never lose. There you go. There you go. In your mind, that's all that matters. In my mind, that's what happens. I love it. All right. Now let's talk about not losing in retirement. And so we have that retirement DVR almost. We can know ahead of time what's going to happen, and we can make, differently than Coach Pete's teams, we can make adjustments. So the result that you currently show won't be the result that you're going to get if you make the changes you need to do. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. It really does. Now, we were talking about taxes earlier, and I think this is important to bring up. Something that you've told me, Coach, in the past is a lot of folks may not have uh, their CPA working alongside their financial advisor. And so if if these two parties aren't aren't connecting properly, then you could have a, a whole tax just shamble happen. Not only the CPA... But a lot of times, the estate planning attorney or the elder law attorney, they don't know each other. So all three of those folks need to at least know they exist. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing, Thomas. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, my CPA doesn't know uh, my my attorney, and, and, well, can I meet your CPA? We don't like talking to people, that kind of thing. So, wow, yeah. But I think it's, it's good for everyone to know your plan and be yeah. on board with your plan. Now, I go to CPAs for tax advice, and they are great with their tax advice. Absolutely. Uh, some of them are, and some okay. of them aren't. Yeah. Uh, I don't go to CPAs for asking about investment advice because most of them spend their time researching tax law. We just talked about how big the tax code is. <laughs> a lot to know. Does a CPA have time to be studying those 78,000 pages or however long it is tax code and, is, and also mastering the investment world and no. understanding everything that's available for retirement planning? I hardly even can keep up with that. And it's 60 or 70 hours a week do, researching everything. It's true. It's true. I'm a retirement income certified professional for a reason because we specialize in planning your retirement and making sure your retirement is as comfortable for you as it should be mm-hmm. with no games or gimmicks. And so, all right, so we need to do a tax plan. We need to make sure we have that tax navigation strategy. We need to make sure we know exactly what our income is going to be, not year one, not year 10, not year 20, but all the way through your lifetime, no matter how long your lifetime is. And we also need to make sure that your spouse shares that same income even when you're not here anymore and even if your balance goes to zero we need to make sure you still get that guaranteed lifetime income Mm -hmm. again growth protection lifetime income 
and that financial fill-up strategy. Now, Thomas, putting all this together takes time. But we are willing to do that for the next eight people who call. We're going to put together for you your very own total retirement plan, no cost or obligation. You must have at least 200000 dedicated to retirement planning. And our strategies do work best for those of you with over a million. Folks, let's do this. 800-661-7383 is the number to call. 800-661-7383. You can also text keyword PLAN to 600-700. That's PLAN to 600-700. This is a great opportunity to sit down with Coach Pete or a member of the team and get your own total retirement income plan in place. You can also find out if there are any potential red flags that could cause problems for you down the line, uh, either with your current plan or advisor, or maybe like we're talking about here, not coordinating all the pieces of the puzzle truly together. Uh, we're trying to make this accessible, make it easy. You got the phone number, you got the text option, pick uh, whatever you're most comfortable with. Again, 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or text PLAN to 600-700. That's PLAN to 600-700. Got 10 tips for retirement success when we come back. Welcome to the jungle. Are you ready for the financial safari that is retirement? Coach Pete DeRuta and his team at Capital Financial can guide you over the mountains and through the woods of retirement. Check out FinancialSafari.com for the latest shows and A-list guest interviews. If you have a question for Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial, go to FinancialSafari.com. Click on the Ask a Question button and your question, along with your voice, may be used in an upcoming episode of Financial Safari. Financial Safari is available on iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, Google Home, and Apple HomePod. Are you ready for retirement? Check out FinancialSafari.com. All right, welcome back into the Financial Safari. Consumer advocate Thomas Lipscomb here with you in studio alongside voice of the Carolina Hurricanes Hall of Famer Chuck Caton. Also in studio with us is best-selling author Coach Pete DeRuda having a great conversation here. We are talking tips and tricks before we left there, guys. Yeah, Chuck, yes. do you have a DVD player at home? Yes, I do. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Now the game system always acts as one, and some most computers these days, Thomas, they act like a DVD player too, don't they? Yeah. They can. Yeah. Chuck, what does this DVD say? The power of zero. The tax train is coming. Now, what does that mean to you? Look at look at the cover. That's a tunnel with a light uh, coming towards you. Yes, and it's a train. <laughs> that's what they say. That light coming to a That's not a train. That, that, uh, <laughs> what it means to me is that taxes are going up. Well, it means the tax train's coming. Yeah, <laughs> right. So this is a a, a fantastic DVD. Uh, the tax train is coming. It's a 75-minute documentary, and the director is Doug Orchard, and he takes an in-depth look at how the U.S. national debt is setting the stage for massive tax increases within the next 10 years and how those taxes will impact a retiring generation of baby boomers. And it's got an all-star cast in this DVD. We've got 10 of these to give away. So we're going to draw of all the people that call. we got a lot of calls every week, but uh, we're going to draw 10 of these names out and you'll get this when you come in, as well as a three-book set of three of the books I've written. Thomas, I've got a special gift for everybody, the, the book I've written, the, the Seven Baby Steps, mm, yeah. and the seven reasons why successful investors choose fiduciaries. And then we have the, the fantastic box set that you helped me put together last year, 401k survival box set. Great the set. DVDs, workbooks, guidebooks, worksheets, and a golden ticket in there for your no-cost total retirement plan. That's over a $1,000 value right there. We, I mean, if you have a 401k, you really, why wouldn't somebody want to want to know everything about their 401k? Well, yeah. and, that, and that's the thing is most of us don't know very much at yeah. all about them. And yeah. to have a little bit of support there would obviously be, and in such an entertaining way, short form, straight to the point, get all this knowledge A little bit of great. support? Oh, how about a lot of bit of support? A lot of bit There's of support. There's a lot of support in that thing. All right. Now, we uh, every week we feature a year. Do you have a year this week? I do. Check this one out. Through the years, 
Let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. 1960. Still felt like the 50s. Ike was still president. The music still kind of sounded the same, but a wild decade was ahead. Yes, Ike was president, but in 1960, Eisenhower's vice president, Richard Nixon, was running against Senator John F. Kennedy to become the next president. The Republican candidate, Vice President Richard M. Nixon, and the Democratic candidate, Senator John F. Kennedy. This was the first presidential campaign to include televised presidential debates. There were four held between Republican nominee Nixon and Democratic nominee Kennedy. The day after the first debate, there was another kind of debate, a water cooler debate around the nation on who won. Those who listened on the radio thought Nixon performed better. Those who watched the debate on TV were mostly convinced Kennedy won. That's been attributed to the fact that Nixon refused makeup, which exposed a five o'clock shadow and was sweating a lot under the hot studio lights. Nixon did accept makeup for the other three debates. This is NBC News Election Central. Kennedy went on to win the election in November with 56% of the electoral vote, but a razor-thin popular vote majority of less than two-tenths of one percentage point. In 1960, 3,500 American service people would be sent to Vietnam. The 1960 Summer Olympics were held in Rome. I am the greatest. And later that year, Cassius Clay, after winning the gold in Rome, won his first professional boxing match in Louisville, Kentucky. Of course, Clay would eventually take the name Muhammad Ali. A primetime cartoon premiered that year, The Flintstones. And why was everyone afraid to take a shower in 1960? Because of Alfred Hitchcock's classic Psycho. A gallon of gas was 25 cents. The national average cost to retire then was $40,000. Etch-a-Sketch draws and writes like magic. And the Etch-a-Sketch was introduced. And most people just drew boxes. And that was 1960. We've now arrived safely back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. Chuck, uh, do you, of course I wasn't here yet, but do you remember that debate between Kennedy and Nixon? Yeah, I didn't understand much of it. I was only an 80-year-old <laughs> yeah. kid, but my mom and dad always uh, had us in front of the television just before we went yeah. to bed, and I watched at least one of those four, and oh, wow. uh, I, I agree. Uh, Nixon looked like uh, a very sinister character at that time. I've seen films of, you know, I've yeah. seen, yeah. I wasn't there to watch it, obviously, but I've seen it since, and yeah, yeah he didn't look like he was comfortable at all, did he? No, he didn't, and uh, I think maybe that media coach, the Thomas, Media yeah. coach. That's yeah. right. And don't forget, uh, presidents were not in their 40s uh, in our history prior to John F. Kennedy, so it was a new, young, brash Democrat, you know, and the whole thing. How old was Nixon, in his 50s? Uh, yeah, probably, I would say, early 50s Okay, uh, at that time, yeah. The five o'clock shadow thing is like uh, bringing back to Fred Flintstone world again, <laughs> which he's been twice on the show already today. It's true, isn't it? That's but, funny. but every now and then there was a gangster, a bad guy on the uh, Flintstones. Yeah show up and it was always a guy with the like on the cartoon the five o'clock shadow maybe he always had <laughs> yeah. he looked gruff yeah like Bluto and Popeye and so that's what again that's probably yeah. the cartoons probably did not help Nixon because he looked like some of the bad guys there you go. yeah it makes sense it <laughs> well does. how about those Flintstones too that was a spinoff of the Honeymooners if you remember uh, that was a television show you know, oh, with, a, with uh, a, Ralph Cramden was basically uh, Fred Fred yeah. and then ah. Wilma was uh, you and know Barney Audrey was Meadow. his little buddy that was yeah, always coming and that was like Ralph Art Carney yeah right yeah I've heard that I've 
I've never seen the Honeymooners myself, yeah. but I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. My parents used to watch that all the time. It was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie Gleason was spectacular. So is our Great, great mm-hmm. actor. Well, a lot of great actors yeah. in that show and actresses. Yeah. All right. So 25 cents gas. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That translates that to three bucks today. <laughs> uh, only 40,000 it would take to retire back then. Wow. Isn't so that incredible? Take that 40 yeah. and you could get an income. That, because interest rates were pretty high back yeah. then, you could almost live on it. Maybe you could live off your interest. Remember hearing that phrase? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that anymore. Certainly can't. <laughs> yeah. My mom's uncle was a doctor and he made a whopping $35,000 a year. They were the highest paid people oh. in the country wow. back then. Yeah. Now, Etch-A-Sketch, I had, oh, who didn't have one? And it was always frustrating to me, just like the Rubik's Cube was, because it would never do what I thought it would do. Yeah. It's it, true. It yeah. It looks so cool on TV. Yeah, so you, you think you're going to make this just epic drawing, and then all of a sudden, ah, you mess up five minutes in, but you got to erase the whole thing to start. Or, or you start turn over. it as you're doing it, and it erases oh, itself. Erase it. yeah, oh, sure, it, you got that too. You, yeah. had the, you had a Picasso there, and, and right when you're carrying it over to show your mom, it erased, and she never believed you. She would say, I believe you, but she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Have another cookie. My, yeah. my success story with the answer sketch, and it took me a long time, and my, I had to hide it from my, because we only had one, I had two brothers. So that was one thing. You start a draw, and you put it down, somebody would take it and shake it and start their own mess it up yeah. so i hid this for a couple of days because it took a long time i did a triangle like on half the thing and as you know they had two buttons to so to make those slanted like those diagonal lines yeah, very difficult. that was tough it is yes <laughs> it came in handy in other ways later but anyway <laughs> so anyway it's it's just funny what uh and i think they still have it is that just gets back i thought i saw uh, they, it they certainly back. are yeah. yeah yeah they're they're trendy right now on one of the shows i wasn't dvr and chuck i had to watch a commercial and i saw some for etchix yeah that's, like you're that. true yeah that's right we bought our four-year-old granddaughter one oh. last year all right see they're back and so it was a good it's a great invention i don't know how many millions that guy made yeah. Probably not much. Probably Hasbro or Bradley or whoever bought it. Like the toy companies probably bought it from the guy for not much. Most but. likely, yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's it's just fun to look at over the years. And this was that was a long time ago, 1960. Yeah, it was. And so, so close yet so far. Absolutely. But that's how fast things change in life and, and, and different things. Like gas, 25 cents. I don't remember. I remember uh, 39 cents when we lived in Wisconsin. But I also wow. remember waiting in lines in 1974 and 75, being in the back of the car waiting like the oil embargo times. Oh, wow, 50 yeah. Cents. Sure. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think mom would have paid anything for gas, but we couldn't get it. That's incredible. In the lines. That's scary. We don't want those days again, do no, we? No, you certainly don't. So it's, it's just about making sure that if something like that happens, we have enough money. But that's why we say emergency funds are important, because we have mm-hmm. to have some emergency money put aside. And it's not just for breaking your leg or whatever. It's this way. What if things are costing so much more next year that we didn't plan for, so we need to have more than one account to draw from? And that's why we call it an emergency account, but really it's an extra account, mm-hmm. an extra money account. And everyone needs at least one of those accounts, not only for if you lose your job, you need to have money to make sure you stay in the house and keep food on the table. But what if you are in retirement and the money you have put aside isn't getting you where you want to be? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great to have a, a, an ability to activate one or two or even more streams of income to combat the cost increases, and you can also unflip the switch and, and have the money continue to start start growing again when if you don't need it. Yeah, I so think that's cool. incredible. I, I, you, if you think back to what happened in 07, 08, 09, I, I think a lot of people who had that opportunity already in place in their plans had to have felt those years much more different than those who didn't. Yeah, so when we talk about retirement, first we have to talk about tax navigation, making sure the strategies, making sure that we are doing the right thing to pay less taxes. Then we need to look at managed risk, making sure we're, we have to take some risk, but make sure it's controlled risk, make sure... In other words, Chuck, when they when they have a controlled demolition, they fence a place off, they put dynamite in the right places, and the and the 
building comes down right. Yeah. Well, we need a controlled retirement where we know where we can get safety, where we know we can get extra money from if we need it. That's managed risk. Nothing wrong with risk, but let's make sure we're not taking too much risk. That's how they manage the risk by taking a building down is they fence it off and they strategically place the dynamite or whatever they're using in the right places to bring the building down just right where it doesn't hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. So strategically picking the right places to put your money so that your money doesn't come crashing down very important as well. Oh, so everything Lord. we just talked about all incorporates into the the one phrase that's very, very important and it will mean everything to you when you're in or entering retirement or getting close, income strategies. Mm -hmm. Making sure we employ the right strategies that are available out there. Maybe you don't realize there are some to make sure that you get maximum income for minimum risk and that you have the preserve, protect, and defend plan built into your income plan. And Thomas, we'll do this for the next eight people who call who have at least 200000 dedicated to retirement, we're going to put together for you your very own total retirement plan that incorporates everything we've been talking about today to give you that peace of mind and safety and security in your mind, knowing that you're approaching retirement on your terms. Take advantage by calling 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or just text that keyword PLAN to 600-700. It all starts with a plan, PLAN to 600-700. And we do have to take a short break, folks, but stay tuned because there's more Financial Safari with best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta coming up. You want your piece of the financial pie? Tune in to Financial Pizza each and every week. Where do you go? Financialpizza.com. You will hear from Coach Pete Deruta as well as advisors from across the country. Great takes on the latest hot-button issues when it comes to retirement. Financialpizza.com. Every week, new, fresh, hot information on everything retirement. Financialpizza.com. So good, you want to take a bite. Financialpizza.com. Welcome back into the Financial Safari. Thomas Lipscomb here with you alongside Chuck Caton. That's right. He is the voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. Hall of Famer at that. Also in the studio with us is best-selling author. I could name a number of other awards that he's won. Coach Pete Deruta. Guys, welcome back in. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you I could name him, Thomas, but only my mom cares. You're humble. You're very humble. You're very humble. You're very humble. Now, we were talking about retirement tips. I think this is great because uh, what is the tip? It's the, you know, it could be the tweetable the quotable, the, the thing that someone can take away with them and practically apply uh, to their to wherever they are currently in life. So I think this is going to be a cool segment. I think a lot of people are going to like this. Uh, what do you have for us here? Do you have a favorite tip, Thomas? So one that really sticks out to me is creating your retirement paycheck. And I think yeah. th this one's interesting because people are thinking paycheck, retirement, how do those two things go together? I thought the paychecks were stopping now that we're moving into retirement. Well, in my studio, I used to have a copy of a book by Tom Hegna called Paychecks and Playchecks. Oh, yeah. Retirement yeah. Tips. Well, but someone stole it. <laughs> it must be a pretty <laughs> good book. All right. And uh, I, I have a couple more upstairs, but Tom Hegna, a really good writer uh, who specializes in talking about retirement planning and writing about talk retirement planning, also was a, had featured on that PBS special a few years ago. Still, I still see it on TV every now and then. Don't worry, retire happy. That's right. Now, what's the best way to retire, Chuck? The best way to retire is to be ecstatic about it and yeah, be confident yeah. and be happy, about, you know. So in his book, Don't Worry, Retire Happy, Tom talks about seven steps to retirement security. Really good phrase right there. Okay. Yeah. Retirement's one thing. Hey, he's retired. Yeah, but is he secure? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Is his money going to be there all the way through his retirement? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Or you hear about, well, Jane went back to work. Why? 
she like working? No, but no. she ran out of money. Yeah. Or her husband died, or, or someone went to the nursing home yeah. and didn't have the plan. That's so right. there's all yeah. sorts of th- wrenches that get thrown in to our plans, unfortunately. And it's, it's more than just raining on our ball games back in the day when I was growing up. It would always sure. thunderstorm in Warrenburg, North Carolina, about Wouldn't 7 p.m. <laughs> right <laughs> time about for a Little League baseball yeah. game. Yeah, yeah the, the umpire would see the little clouds coming in. We'd see them, too. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't too long before we'd have to go wait in the station wagon with mom until the brain went away. <laughs> you, I don't know if you played Little League baseball. I, like I did when I was yeah. growing up, and those, those clouds get dark and dangerous here. <laughs> well, Chuck, you play a lot of golf. You yeah. don't want to be on a golf course when the when this, no because I no. hear so many people get killed on golf courses by lightning. Absolutely. And so Tom's seven tips go along with what we were going to talk about, Thomas. So this is sporadic on my point, and and just happened out of the blue when I reached for his book. But let's look at he says explore a hybrid hybrid retirement. That's his step number three. Hybrid. Okay. Now hybrid retirement is now what's a traditional retirement, Chuck? You retire from a company and uh, you, you work for them for 30 years and you retire and then they start sending you a check a little smaller than what you were getting when you're working, but you're not working anymore. You're getting a check every single year. That's pretty cool. It's called a pension, isn't it? Absolutely. But we know one thing. Those are gone the way of the mongoose. There's not very many of them anymore. I don't talk to many people with true pensions anymore. Now, some people are funding their own pension through a company yeah. or a state employee where they take money out of your paycheck to fund your state retirement. Right. But with company pensions, you did not have to contribute on your own. That's right. That's pretty cool. That is cool. But if you would have contributed on your own, which I talked to a lot of people who have, they, they, were, they were working for a company, they had a pension plan, and they established an outside retirement plan as well. So right. now they have three streams of income. Now, why did I say three? They get the company pension. They get the one that they designed on their own, and they also yeah. maximize their Social Security benefits. Correct. Right. So a hybrid retirement is basically taking what used to be and giving it to you today. Yeah. You can get your own pension just like you had, well, I think better than you had with companies by funding it yourself. Now, some mm-hmm. people, some of you listening are starting your own pension by having a 401k. Right. What's the problem with a 401k? Number one, not many choices. Sometimes nope. a lot of like 60 Minutes did a expose on 401k expenses and fees and hidden commissions built in. Years ago, it was like 18 different ones that don't have to be shown on your statement. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a very important statement scary. of a statement I just made because I've talked to several people over the years that say, Coach, you heard you on the radio talk about the, the expenses in 401k. Mine only has a 50 cent per quarter fee. <laughs> I said, well, let me see that statement. And they show it to me. I said, yeah, that's the fee they charge you to mail you the statement. There you go. <laughs> you know, they're covering that's, every cost. That's about yeah. the only one they have yeah. to disclose. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Probably a dollar now because stamps are a little high. That's right. And, and then, then it's handling. What do you mean handling? Well, yeah. someone had to take it to the mailbox. Yeah. That's another $5. Looks like an old MCI bill. <laughs> <laughs> it gets kind of thick, isn't it? For one phone. It does. It does. All right. So, so the magic here is... What is a hybrid? Everyone says, well, they, when I say hybrid, what do you think about, Chuck? I think of something that is uh, not uh, together. I mean, it's uh, this or that, this, a little of this, a little of that, uh, a little of something else. I don't know. Chuck I mean, doesn't know. what. I, uh, Thomas, what, yeah. when I say hybrid, what's the first thing that came, comes to your mind? It comes to mind, okay, my boy loves Jurassic Park right now, and yeah. the big thing about that is combining two dinosaurs together, uh-huh. so, so creating a hybrid. So that's, that's like what fusion I cooking. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. When I say hybrid, I think of a Prius. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, makes sense. We're not talking yeah. about a Prius plan here. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Priuses, no. Chuck. I'd rather have a Tesla. I don't yeah. have either right now, but if I ever got one, it'd be a Tesla, we'll not we'll a get Prius. up and go there, Electric yeah. Electric and gas, yeah. But, so, all right, so what you're doing with a, let's just look at a Prius, though. It's the best of both worlds. And some of them, I don't know that much about a, how a Prius works, but some, I know some of these hybrid cars, not only do they have 
gasoline power, but they have a battery. Right. So they have they start with a battery and have a gasoline backup, or they use the gas and the I don't know how it works, but you get yeah. a, you get better gas mileage because it doesn't you get it doesn't yeah. use gas all the time. The yeah. car yeah. shuts yeah. off yeah. when you're in a stoplight. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't like that either. Yeah, that automatic shut off thing. That feels I, dangerous. I, I hate that. I and do I, and too. It's going to wear the starter. My Jeep has that, and I have to keep. I, if when I start the car, I can press a button to to disable it. Mm-hmm. Now I like to disable it. Yeah. But you have to do it every time you start the car. Yeah, right. And there's no worse feeling than hearing because because Thomas, we already established earlier on the show. What was my first car? It was a beautiful VW Bug. 1968 oh. Bug. And <laughs> I forgot to tell you one part because I got caught up on the having to push it to jump in and pop the clutch. Sure. But whenever I'd come to a stop, guess what the engine wanted to do? Oh, did it want to cut stop. out on you? That's right. <laughs> and keep in mind, I had to push it and jump in and pop the clutch just to get it started. Yeah. What did I not want to do at the intersection? <laughs> do that. <laughs> do that. So I had a, I mastered the art of pressing the brake with one foot and the gas with the other one I'd stop because you had to keep pressing the gas but you had to keep stopping. Oh yes, oh yes, I know that, yes. <laughs> and the clutch, Chuck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I had an old Ford Ranger for a little while growing up that was similar. Now think about it. When you have a gas pedal, that's one, a brake pedal, two, and a clutch. Those are three pedals, right? Yeah, so. Chuck, how many feet did the good Lord give me? Uh, I believe two. How did I man? How did I manage that? Uh, you'd have to use one hand, I suppose. No, I was I was quick on the feet. I oh, was okay. like uh, Bing Crosby. So I there. could call you Fred upstairs. Okay, <laughs> Fred. Yeah. That's right, Fred. <laughs> Fred what is, what was his name? Fred, Fred Astaire. Yeah. Fred Astaire. Yeah. That's what I felt like, Thomas, because there were three pedals down there. Or Gene and Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever driven a straight drive? Absolutely. You have, I have love driving them. So what happens if you come to a stop? And you don't press the clutch. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to have a good time. <laughs> but, but, but it shakes and stops. It shakes and stops, so, yes. But, but also, in this Volkswagen, if I didn't press the gas, it would stop too. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. And if I press the gas and the clutch, and I wasn't on a complete flat surface, Chuck, what happened? You're rolling around. <laughs> you got to find that little <laughs> balance there. The worst yeah. thing was being on a hill yep. where you're going up, right? Right. And, and then- so you come to a stoplight. And then the fun began, Thomas. You've yeah. got to work the clutch, the brake, and the gas. And you get, so you make sure, well, I would use the emergency brake by then. That, oh. I had the little, remember the emergency brake in the middle of the Absolutely. Little, pull it pull up. Pull it up. Yeah, sure. So that would take the place of the brake a lot of times. So yeah. I wouldn't have to use the, my, my, my foot brake. Okay, yeah. Too much, too yeah. complicated. If yeah. it didn't have that, like the new cars, I'd be in trouble. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't, like, you, have that, you got that emergency brake on the side, you have whatever. It's See, that's safe. how mine yeah. was. And yeah. I, I had a very similar situation to you, except <laughs> mine was on the side. And it was very scary. You'd sit there and just kind of balance your gas and hope to get through it. So. My daughter doesn't complain, luckily, but if she did, she would hear daddy's stories about his car compared to her car, yeah. and then she would hopefully be quiet and go back to her room. But she doesn't complain, which I can't complain about. That's good. That's a good thing. That's positive. But so a hybrid car basically takes the good from both and combines them in one. You get better gas mileage. You're not using as much gas, and you plug in, mm-hmm. right? You get to you get better parking spaces, right? Hey, there you go. <laughs> right now, as it exists, it looks like uh, the hybrid Parking spaces are always better than the regular parking spaces. It <laughs> seems to be. And so, well, what is that got? What is Coach talking about here? What does that have to do with the financial world? Well, taking the good from the risk world and the good from the safe world and putting them together, and the good from the income world, Chuck, the pension world, and putting them all together in, in one strategy, Thomas, the hybrid retirement plan. You get growth when you don't need the money. What fun is it to grow and then lose it, though, the next year? Mm-hmm. So you grow it, you lock the gain in, which is great, Thomas. It is. Let's say the next year the market collapses. You're still up here. Everybody else is down there. In That's the powerful. That's very so, powerful. And then the next year, let's say the market starts to recover. Well, they're recovering. From, I'm looking way down now, folks. I'm mm-hmm. looking at my feet. They're recovering from down there. Guess where you're recovering from? I'm looking straight ahead. Mm-hmm. You're recovering from up here. Well, you're not recovering, but the market's recovering. So you're starting to recover the recovery process from a higher point from than higher everybody point. else. Yeah. And then in your life, it happens. You're tired of working. What do you do? You retire. That's right. When you retire, you basically flip that switch 
and you get a lifetime income you can never outlive. That is a true hybrid retirement plan. And we have a really good solution for a lot of you out there as far as minimizing taxes, but giving you that lifetime income. Every every retirement plan I designed, Thomas, has no expiration date. That's right. I don't approve ones that only go for 10 years. That's mm-hmm. crazy. No, it is. And what, Coach, no one does that. Well, yeah, when they say you have about a 90% chance of having money all the way to age 90, that's a plan that's, that, that has a chance of not working. Mm-hmm. When we say you have a 100% chance of never outliving money, we mean it. All right. Big, big difference. And so you have to look in the fine print many times to see what's really being said. And there's no fine print here. It is what it is. So if you want to find out in writing at no cost or obligation what a true total retirement plan could mean for you and your family's safety and security and comfort all the way through your lives and also setting up legacy plans where your kids and grandkids can also enjoy and reap the rewards that you did a good job of. Thomas, all you have to do is call right now. We're going to make this offer available. It's a thousand dollar value for the next Eight of you who call as we leave for the week, you're going to have that goodie bag full of all the offers we've offered today. You'll also be entered in the drawing for the, the DVD, The Power of Zero. So this is over $1,000 value right now. Thomas, we're going to make this as we go away for the week. Tell them how they can do it. All right, let's do this. 800-661-7383. 800-661-7383. You can also text that keyword PLAN to 600-700. PLAN to 600-700. And as Coach said, we do have a limited number of vacancies, but take advantage of this complimentary review so you can really determine how prepared your investments are to handle all the retirement pitfalls we've been talking about on the show today. The number again, 800-661-7383. 800-661-7383. Or text that keyword PLAN to 600-700. PLAN to 600 Well, fun show today, guys. Uh, Thanks to the voice of the Hurricanes, Chuck Caton and Thomas Lipscomb. We'll see you next week right here on the Financial Safari. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency. Coach Pete. Coach Pete. Financial advice, the likes of which can't be 